Hey everybody, it's Mike Rickheim. Thanks for checking in today with the Getting to Know podcast. Today we've got an oldie but goodie pulled out of the archives from the Greatest Hits Files. Hey everybody, it's Mike Rickheim and this is Madiv's Getting to Know podcast. By way of introduction, I lead Madiv's HR and communications teams and I'll be the host of the Getting to Know podcast. Between now and, I don't know, say like the end of time, we'll drop a new episode every other Wednesday. You'll be able to find the podcast on the internet. You'll be able to find it on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And the goal of each episode is to help our employees get to know the people, the personalities, the products, and the places that make Madiv what it is. For the very first Getting to Know podcast is Madiv. We're not messing around. We're going straight to the source to get to know Madiv's president and CEO, my boss, my friend, frenemy sometimes, our leader, Julie Chertel. Julie, welcome to the very first inaugural episode of Madiv's Getting to Know podcast. Thanks, Mike. I'm excited to be here and honored to be the first guest of our new podcast. We'd have it no other way, Julie. So thank you for taking time with us today. A lot going on right now, right? Definitely a lot is going on right now. Really exciting times for our new company and for the talent and the people that we have leading us through these times. So how did this all come together? This SWM, Nina, or Schweitzer, Mudwe coming together, mash it together, a $3 billion leader in specialty materials. Like, What's the process by which something like that happens? It's an interesting story because Jeff Kramer, the CEO of SWM, and I, literally our offices are within five miles of one another. So Jeff had reached out to have coffee a little over a year ago. We started having different conversations. Both companies had had the other company on our radar screen, I would say, for some time. Um, And so it wasn't a new conversation to talk about the industrial logic between the two companies. And it was really amplified by some of the most recent acquisitions that each company made. Nina had acquired Itasa, silicone release liner, which fits really nicely into the combined portfolio. And SWM had acquired SCAPA, which has a lot of industrial tapes, as well as healthcare, which fits really nicely into the shared portfolio. So those just further amplified the strategic fit and make a lot of sense from a timing standpoint to come together during this time. So what are you most excited about as we come together as one? I will tell you, I'm most excited about the talent that we have across the organizations. I've had a chance to meet a number of the people that I didn't know previously, and particularly in the Alpharetta headquarters, and I've had a chance to get out to four facilities that are former SWM facilities and meet a number of people at those sites. And I think it's clear we have strong technologies and capabilities that gives us rights to win in the marketplace and with our customers. But it's really the people behind those technology and capabilities and the passion that they bring to it and the knowledge and insights and expertise that they bring to it. And when we combine those across both companies, I think it's going to be a really powerful opportunity for our future. What's the sense that you get from the people you've spent time with? Like, to what extent are they sharing excitement with you? Are they freaked out? Are they cautiously optimistic? Are you getting a read there? I think it's a little bit of all of that. You know, I think if you're sitting in a facility 
or in a selling organization or an R&D, you see a lot of potential for growth and we'll have a stronger balance sheet to invest differently than we have in the past for the future. So I think there's a lot of upside. There's a lot of upside for career opportunities and professional development. I think if you're sitting in a corporate role, if you're in finance or HR or IT, there's more angst because we do have some duplication of roles that we're working through. And we're working to move expeditiously through that process. That's a tough process and time for everyone to go through. For sure. For sure. Are there things that keep you up at night right now? Things that freak you out about what we have going on and what's ahead of us? As you know, I'm a list maker. And so I have a very long list of things. And I tend to just work through those throughout the day. You know, the things that keep me up at night are getting through the organizational design and settling down the organization and ensuring we bring together a culture that will enable us to be successful. I'm a true believer that culture can eat strategy for breakfast. And we have a lot of similarities, but we have some differences across the organizations. And we want to find the best of each to be our refined culture as we move forward with our ambition to accelerate our growth. This merger is really about accelerating growth. There's a lot of synergies. We've talked about those. But the rationale behind coming together is how we increase and accelerate our growth in the markets in which we compete. And so we'll need to get really focused and laser-like in how we invest in those growth platforms and business units to move forward and have a strong growth projection and strong margins. So as we come together, having worked with you for a couple of years, I'm certain we'll do a bunch of work to lay out very specifically the culture and the values that we, we want to have and the behaviors associated with that. But in the meantime, you know, without having formally launched anything like that yet, what do you want and expect it to look and feel like around these parts as we come together as MADIF? We want to ensure that safety is our priority. The majority of our employees are in our facilities and our manufacturing facilities where they have higher risk of incident and injury. And so ensuring that we focus that as our priority from the top down and from the bottom up and that we're engaging our operators to drive improved focus. I think we have the opportunity to become known in our space as the safest manufacturer in the world. And we're starting fresh as a new company, so we really have the opportunity to run ahead on that. So safety first, um, customer-centric, it's really important. We win by the intimacy with our customers. We have to operate well. We have to deliver well. We have to do all of those things that are table stakes, but it's knowing our customers, what they value, how we create value for them, how we solve for some of their unmet needs that they haven't even yet articulated that's how we really accelerate our growth. So being very customer-centric is key. And then growth through innovation, ensuring that we have the right innovative pipeline in place and process to drive to the greatest results by bringing new capabilities into the marketplace that our customers value. So I've got to ask, what's in a name? Like, How did we land on Madiv and the pronunciation of Madiv, because I've heard it, it's, it's been a challenge for some folks, right? I've heard Mativ, I've heard Mativ. Yeah. Um, it's Madiv. How, how do you go from Schweitzer Madwi, rebranded to SWM, throw in a little Nina and come out with Madiv? How, do, how does that all work? 
Yeah, I think the agencies did a really great job with this. You know, they started with like 400 different names. After they got to know us and they interviewed a number of people and learned about our companies and where we're headed and what we're doing, they came up with 400 names, narrowed that down very quickly to eight. And then we worked that down to four and then ultimately down to two. And then it became more around what we could own from a trademark standpoint and legal standpoint um, that we work through. I love the name. I know some will love it. Maybe some not so much. It will become ours. You know, I got a, a, a little bit of teasing about saying it's an empty vessel that will fill and that will create our own. But I think that is what it is. And we get the opportunity to create the culture and the company that we want to be known and what we want Madiv to be known for. From a pragmatic standpoint, if you think about Madiv and what we do, we create materials. That's the first part of the word. We create material solutions through innovation. So materials and innovation together brings us Madiv. And you're exactly right. There was a lot of different pronunciations of it. I think one of the biggest questions or most commonly asked question I got on the day we announced the name was, how do you say the name? But it is Madiv. It had an E on it at first. We took the E off and we thought that would help with the pronunciation. But um, I think we were kidding ourselves because there was still some confusion on it. But like I said, I love it. I love the logo. I love the colors, the branding. I think they've done a great job in it, and I'm excited about it as we move forward. I love the branding, too. I think it's a really cool logo. So nice work to you on, on all of that. So we'll come back on all this madness and all the things that are going on. But let's um, let's dig in a little bit from a personal level, if you don't mind. Sure. So did you grow up? as a young girl wanting to be the CEO of a global specialty materials <laughs> leader? Is that is that how that played out? That was a goal? I don't think that's how that played out. No. I think I've told a couple of people when I started college, my goal was to work at SeaWorld and train Shamu. So I thought, oh, I'll be a whale trainer and a dolphin trainer and I'll ride Shamu. That was before all of the Blackfin films and all of the horrible things that have happened. So I started in marine biology, and then I got a job at like a marine world type of place, and I realized, oh, I'm going to be carrying around buckets of fish all day and feeding them to animals that could care less about me unless I have a fish in my hand, and realized that I wanted to make sure I majored in something that I could get a job in. So I ended up majoring in accounting, started in cost accounting in a paper mill in Florida for Georgia Pacific, and then just had the opportunity to take on different roles and functions. So I moved from finance into process improvement at a facility level, into planning and scheduling, into leading an integration for supply chain for a, a large acquisition of when Georgia Pacific bought James River. Um, into a supply chain leadership role, customer service and customer logistics, and then into sales and marketing, and ultimately into a general manager role. And I really loved each of the opportunities that I had to take on, and I loved getting to know the people. The favorite, My favorite part of my job is being in the facilities or being with our customers, so I know I wanted to continue to move in that direction. So talk to us about the Julie that is the CEO, but at the same time, the daughter and the <laughs> wife and the mom, like who, who else is in your life that doesn't roll around with a Madive logo shirt these days? So I am an only child and um, you may say that that explains some things. I love all, all people, regardless <laughs> of birth order. 
But yes, it does. I grew up with a, a very traditional family that my dad worked. My mom was mostly at home. Uh, we moved around a lot because that's what you did in that at that time from a career standpoint. My dad was a, a chief operating officer for a company, so we moved around quite a bit. And I think the combination of being an only child and moving a lot, it made me very, very close to my mom. So she was my best friend and still is my best friend, I would say, to this day. I've been married a, almost 30 years. I met Mike, my husband, at my first job at Georgia Pacific um, in Florida and got married a couple of years later. We have two kids, Jake, who is 22, who just graduated from college and has a job. Um, he'll be starting in September and working in Atlanta, so I'm very excited about that, both that he has a job and that he'll be nearby. And then I have a 16-year-old daughter, Jenna, who I love to death, and I tell everyone she's She's either, you know, my, my perfect best friend in the world or she's kind of like a baby rattlesnake. And I think it's just being 16 and I never know which one I'm going to get. It could take something as easy as me saying good morning to elicit, you know, a response from Jenna. I came home from work last week one day and I walked in and my son basically said, do not make eye contact today. Like, don't look a bear in the eyes. And that was how we started the evening. You know, we're kind of going through that phase, and, and that's how we spend our time with the kids. We like to travel. We like to vacation together. My daughter plays club soccer, so we spend a lot of time at the soccer fields. We like to do things like scuba diving. Our recent vacation, we went scuba diving. We went cliff jumping, um, hiking. We rode in a hot air balloon. So um, we like to do a lot of things together and outside and, and spend time together as a family. So Julie, Madov's Getting to Know podcast is an audio media, so people can't see what I'm seeing right now, but it appears that you <laughs> might be a sports fan based on all the framed jerseys in the background. So true? Big sports fan? I am a sports fan, but I would tell you what I really love is learning about the athletes. So I love their backstories, learning what made them successful, learning what drove them to be the best at their particular sport that they chose. So you'll see in the background, I have a Chipper Jones jersey, I have a Shaq jersey, and I have an Aaron Rodgers jersey in my office. I have a Herschel Walker helmet. I have a Brett Favre poster signed. So I, I collect sports memorabilia. My son and I do a lot of it together, and we enjoy learning about the different athletes. We do enjoy the Braves. We're big Braves fans. We have Falcons season tickets sometimes hard to be a Falcons fan, but we go to the games and cheer them on with a couple of other fans that are in the stands and have fun. So I know that Jake played baseball. You mentioned the Braves. If you were a baseball player, Julie, what do you think would be your walk-up song? Oh, my walk-up song. I think my walk-up song would be YouTube Beautiful Day. It's nice and peppy, like yeah. energetic. I like that. Yeah. Are you a are you a big music buff? I wouldn't say buff, but I you know I listen probably to what my kids listen to, so it's a broad assortment of music. My daughter tends to listen to anything from Rihanna to Kanye to Beyonce, and my son listens probably to more country-ish music. So we get a little bit of all of it at the house. Get the full spectrum. Do you remember just staying on the topic of music? Do you remember by chance? The first concert you ever attended? 
I do. I believe it was Bon Jovi. Solid. Yeah, it was Bon Jovi, and uh, I was in college, so I didn't go to a concert until I was in college, but it was a lot of fun. That had to be like Slippery When Wet or something like that. Yeah. That's a good start. I, yeah. I love that question. I always find it interesting. You get a lot of you know random culture clubs and Justin Bieber's and that kind of stuff, but Bon Jovi's a good first one. I like it. <laughs> Staying on the personal front, is there a guilty pleasure that exists in your life that you're willing to share with the mat of getting to know listening audience? Oh, sure. My guilty pleasure is probably just kind of bad TV, some of the reality TV shows. So things like 90 Day Fiance, I'm almost embarrassed to say it, but I, I follow some of those people and what they're doing. And I, I go between loving them and feeling sorry for them and um, so yeah I've watched some of that or there's one called Below Deck that I've my daughter and I it's horrible it's a horrible show but yet I could sit and watch you know several episodes of it at a sitting so that's probably my guilty pleasure just kind of trashy no-minded brainless TV got it so Julie if you had a magic wand and could wave it over our newly formed organization, what would you do with it? That's a great question. If I had a magic wand, we would have zero safety incidents in all of our facilities. We would be growing organically at 5% plus from a top line standpoint, and we would have EBITDA margins of about 20%. So that's where we want to get to, and now we have to build the roadmap for how we get there because we know it doesn't happen overnight, but we have, like I said, great talent, very strong businesses. It'll be important we get focused because uh, we have a lot of of categories in which we compete. And so we don't want to be distracted by every shiny object that we see. So we'll work to get very focused on where we're going to invest for growth for the future. So what can people expect from us, from you in the coming months as we come together, as we complete org design, as we go after synergies, as we become one bigger, bolder, stronger Madiv? I think the, the organization and employees, what I would hope they would feel is a part of something big and exciting, but recognize as individuals and the value that each person brings to the organization. Um, I think it's really important that our employees feel like they have ownership and accountability and the support that goes along with that. We're this great size company where what we do, what each of us does has an impact and you can see the impact of our actions. And some people love that and some people hate it. But I think our employees love the fact that they can make decisions and take actions and know that they have the support of the organization. And we'll make some bad decisions in the process. We, we all make too many decisions every day to not make some bad decisions, but we'll learn from them. We'll pivot. We'll, you know, make changes and we'll continue to move forward. I'm a big believer that our values, you know, knowing our values helps us make better decisions um, and make them quickly. I'm a big believer in a bias for action and, and moving with speed and purpose, not just moving randomly. Activity does not equal value creation, but that we have a clear purpose and that we're not holding still because we know our competitors are not holding still. And if we're not moving forward, we're losing. And so really important that we act boldly that we take um, probably more risk than we've taken in the past. So 
if we were going to provide our listeners with a user guide to working with Julie in the early days as we come together, what, what would you say? I would say I, I value face-to-face conversations. I value insights from different perspectives. I think that's how we get to the best answers, having that diversity of perspective from the organization. I value a, a strong bias for action, for taking actions and making decisions and recognizing that we'll make some mistakes along the way, but that's okay. Just owning up to them and, and moving forward is important. I value, you know, that results-driven mentality of knowing where we want to be in the future and then having a plan for how we get there. You know, I've been teased a little bit about I have a plan for everything. I think you said one time I was planning for fourth grade when I was in third grade, which might be true. I really think having a plan, working in the plan, knowing that you'll have to, we'll have to pivot and course correct gets us to do a good answer. Julie, I'd like to play a little word association game with you. Now, For those of you who do not yet know Julie, she loves weird, random little games around a drink or dinner or maybe even even in a meeting. She'll make you force rank certain things or whatever. So I'll I'll throw out a little game. Um, Julie will also appropriately bend rules from time to time. I'm certain she's going to do this, but I would like for you to just react, limit potentially your answer to just a couple words. Okay. Do a word association game. I throw out a word. You tell me what comes to mind immediately. Okay. Cool? Okay. I'll try. Safety. Priority one. That's an easy one. All right. Well, it's not so easy that you were able to limit it to one word answer, but but yeah, that's good. Priority (laughs) one. I'll take that. Team. Talent. I think we have a very talented team. Transformation. Oh, I think it's change and I think it's fun. I think continuing to evolve is is a really exciting spot to be in. If I were to throw out the following name to you, Ricardo Nunez, what would be your reaction? (laughs) Well, you got my reaction. It's laughter. I think Ricardo gets a tremendous amount done, but he has fun doing it. And I really enjoy that about him. So laughter. I do as well. Um, culture. Culture, I think I mentioned, I believe it's the most important thing we can do as an organization is create a common culture where people can bring their whole selves to the office, whatever that office may be, the facility or the customer or the, the, you know, the computer that they're working on every day to bring the best of themselves. All right, last one, growth. Growth is what we're here for. And I think I believe this merger unlocks growth. It unlocks growth for our talent, our customers, our shareholders, our employees, our products. It's what I'm most excited about. I am as well. I, I, I share that for all those, those same reasons. Julie, if you had the opportunity to go back and give the just out of college version of Julie, advice, career advice, what would that be? Probably a couple things. I think it would be have more fun along the way. Like I think you can work hard and have fun, and I think it took me a little bit of time to realize that. Um, I think it would also be, you know, somebody told me at one point, and I thought it was good advice, the butt you kick today might be the butt you kiss tomorrow, and 
I think that's good advice. Like use a, a balanced approach of a carrot and a stick, I guess would be the best way to say it. Maybe a little less vinegar and a little bit more honey goes a long way. And I think as you mature professionally and personally, you learn that. And then I think once I had kids, I realized patience is a virtue and um, really important in all aspects of life. Patience is a virtue, but you still want things quickly. And that's, uh, that's, that's okay, right? We will probably move pretty fast in, in the new uh, organization, I, I expect. And I think that's, that's probably right. I do think what you just talked about in terms of the perspective and, and, and so forth is important. And growth is why we're here, as you said. This journey is going to be a reward in itself. I, I, I truly do believe, and I'm excited about the things that you're putting in place as we come together to help ensure that, because it's going to be an amazing experience for, you know, for our employees and, and to the benefit of our customers and suppliers and shareholders. So I agree. It's such a unique opportunity. It, it's very rare to get to be a part of something this new and exciting to create a completely new company and then to make it what we want it to be to set the priorities together, to bring the culture together, to drive growth together. Um, it's a really fun and exciting spot to be in, I believe, for all of us. It is indeed. So, Julie, at the end of every one of our Getting to Know podcasts, we intend to ask our guests the same three questions. I'd like to hit you with those right now. All right? Okay. So the first one is this. What can always be found at all times in the Chertel family refrigerator? Always at all times would probably be, I would say hummus. There's always hummus in our refrigerator. My daughter loves it. I eat it. Everybody eats it. And we eat all different kinds. So there's spicy, there's regular, there's olive, there's all different kinds of hummus. Again, this is an audio media, but your face is kind of grimacing as you say hummus. Do you begrudgingly because <laughs> it that doesn't down? sound fun? It doesn't sound fun. No, there's nothing that fun in my refrigerator. I mean, refrigerators aren't for fun necessarily. Yeah, that's true. But some people have unique things that they use for different dishes they make, and we don't have that. I mean, it's it's on the healthy side, so that's that's good. That's I, I assumed perhaps the reason for the slight. Grimace. There, there certainly was an excitement around hummus. Well, all the non-healthy stuff I feel like is not in the refrigerator. It's, it's in the pantry. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. Second question. So amongst the people who know you well, Julie Chertel, what would you say you are most famous for? I am the worst at directions. I am the worst at navigating. Even with GPS and all the technology tools we have today, if you're driving with me, you do not want me navigating. So I think I can get lost going anywhere. Like I literally plan extra time to get lost whenever I'm going somewhere, even when I've been there before. So I think really horrible sense of direction. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think you've experienced yeah, it. I, I agree. You, you are all those things. You do those. I've experienced that. Um, I almost drove into a river because of your directions and somehow <laughs> I got yelled at and was that told it true. was my fault. Uh, so yes, that, that is all. That is all true. All right, last question for you, Julie. What are you most looking forward to right now as we come together as a single company, bigger, stronger, bolder, better than ever, a $3 billion plus specialty materials company with reach around the globe? 
that's easy. It's meeting all the different people. I love getting out and talking to the different folks and getting their perspective and asking them questions and asking them what do they want to make sure we, you know, keep the same and what would they want to make sure that we do do things differently with and understanding their point of view and in different areas. So whether that's in our facilities or our selling organizations, I have started getting out some and I'm, I'm extremely, I'm happiest when I'm on the road in our sites or with our selling team, with our customers. That's great. Well, Julie, we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. This would be just one of the many vehicles that we intend to put into place to help you and other leaders and the rest of our, our employees connect with one another, understand the kind of personalities, the leaders, understand better the products and the places and where we play as a business. But there's a ton going on right now. We appreciate you prioritizing this and coming on for the very first episode of the Getting to Know podcast from Adif. I appreciate it. I think as we as we sign off, if I could leave everybody with one message, it would be this. We have the opportunity right now to do things dramatically differently than we've done in the past. We have the scale and the potential and the talent to do that. And so now's the time to be bold, to take more risk, to try things differently, to step out of our comfort zone and... Um, I think we're going to be thrilled with what that means for each of us professionally, personally, and from a company results standpoint. It's very exciting. Thank you, Julie. For those of you in the listening audience, tell your friends. Again, you can get the podcast every other Wednesday on the internet, on Apple, on Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks again, Julie. Thank you to the listening audience, and we'll talk to you again in two more weeks. Thanks so much. 